is Hubs Read, a podcast all about the Rose Shell Hubs, what they read, and what's happening at their local libraries. Welcome back to the Hubs Read podcast. My name is Lucas, and with me are Khalil and Jack. Hello there, everyone. Hello. Our guest today is Mrs. Pillen from the RTHS Counseling Department and Head Speech Team Coach. Welcome, Ms. Pillen. Welcome. Today, we're going to ask you a couple questions about books you've read, either in your childhood or coming up as an adult. And the first question is, what was your favorite book in your childhood? I really don't remember. I'll be totally honest. However, I know I liked like the Nancy Drew series, and I liked, I liked mysteries even back then. That's, that's, that's pretty good. I, mystery novels are like very fun. Trying to find out like your own, like, oh, like who mystery, did this? It's awesome. I feel like mystery novels be good because it gets, it gets you thinking about the, yeah. who did what, who did this, and the shocking reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, what was your favorite and least favorite book you read during high school? Okay. My favorite, once again, not 100% sure. I'll be totally honest. I read a lot. I love to read. So the number of books I read was, well, it was a lot. I don't like reading uh, a lot of academic books, I would say, which is a sad thing since I'm in education. <laughs> but the whole idea of getting immersed in a book it needs to have a plot. It needs to have a theme. It needs to have characters that grow and develop. Those are the books that I like. Those are the ones that just, I, I really enjoy them. There's no question. Reading a book for information only? Yeah. Okay. Well, so-so. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm say. struggling science. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, I'm going to read question number three. What is your favorite genre of books and why specifically? I'd go back to mysteries, mysteries, thrillers, all of that kind of stuff. Um, seeing the plot develop, finding out who did what, finding out uh, just as it, as it goes on and seeing how the writer has put it together. I find that just amazing. I don't know how you would write a book. So I, I'm always very intrigued by how it goes and it's put together. I think that's really interesting. There is a book I've read but I'm not going to be able to tell you the title or the author, which is really sad, but they wrote it backwards. So it started with finding out who the murderer was, and then it went backwards. Huh. That is such like interesting. interesting version. Oh, it was, it was. But I feel like mystery books would be interesting because it gets you, like I said earlier, it gets you thinking, it gets you analyzing about the smaller things, gets you rereading. A book that has you question it more and more as you read on and then reveals everything and makes you go, Oh, is one of the best books I read. I I love a book that, because you're reading through and you're like, I think I know who did it. It's so depressing when you were right. (laughs) Yeah. Versus you go through and you're like, oh, how did I miss that? And then you can go back and see the clues that were there. A well-written book. It's like it was right there the whole time and you just missed those clues. I find that really, really fun. It's just so fun to like find out on your own like it feels like you're in the story as like a detective or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that is why books will always be better than the movies yes agreed agreed what book has connected with you the most and why once again i'm going to say any book where the characters really you can just see the development you don't really understand them at the beginning and then as it goes along the writer gives you more and more and they just become alive that idea of understanding why people do what they do 
and you don't understand until you understand all their backstory. So getting the backstory is so inc- so impressive and so intriguing to me. So authors that really do a good job of developing those characters, that's going to be the, the books that connect to me the most. And there's several authors that I have that I think really do a good job with that. But once again, when you can start to see in a book, in a movie, you can start to understand why characters, even when they do terrible things, you're like, oh, but I get why they did that. <laughs> yeah, like, I like, I'm, I'm a big fan of history, and I've seen all types of examples of, you know, awful people, but when you see their environment and what they had to put up with, you can begin to build the breaks and pieces as to how they became so terrible. Exactly, like exactly. When you, when you hate a fictional character, that means, like, the author, writ, like, wrote it so perfect, like, so well that they made it just so you would hate them so much. Except for I love it when instead of hating the character, and you're right, you hate the character, but you understand the character, and you're like, okay, there's a soft spot there because, yes, I do understand why they did what they did. I I just got done reading a book where the author, excuse me, where the uh, murderer turned out to be not somebody you thought it was going to be. And as you go back, you're really sad because you're like, but I really liked this person. I understood this person. I saw where they were coming from. I know what their trials and tribulations were. Okay, they did happen to murder the person. That's kind of a bad (laughs) choice on their part. And I really wish they wouldn't have done that. But you understood it. And I think that's true in so many situations in life. If you really understand where people are coming from, you may not agree with the choices they make. But you at least understand why they made the choices that they did. And when, when authors can make that come alive for you, I love that. Connecting with someone on a personal level while reading a book is such a special feeling. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. All right, Ms. Pillen, on the track with talking about authors and like them being great at writing, who is your favorite author and why? Okay, I cannot answer this question. That's like saying, who's your favorite child? Um, Yeah, I just can't do it. I would say, once again, I like, I'm more comfortable with authors that write thrillers, murder mystery, Jeffrey Deaver, James Grappando, John Hart. uh, Stephen King? No, no. Way too much horror. Uh Uh-uh. No, thank you. David Baltucci, Daniel Silva, Richard North Patterson. I would say I like some of John Grisham's work. I thought his early work was much better than his later work. Now I'm going to go off on a tangent. I hate when authors have such a formula and they just rely on that formula. There's a couple of authors I won't read anymore because that's all it is, is they've just put in different characters basically in the same plot. So don't like those. But once again, character or authors that develop the characters And you really have a feeling, you really appreciate the character. A book for me is really, really good when I don't want it to be done. When you get to the end and you're like, oh, I'm going to slow down because I don't want to finish the book because it's so good. That to me tells me it's a really, really good book. I will say I'm the kind of person, anybody like this, who when you get done, close to being done with a book, and you don't have another book at home ready to read? No, hate that feeling. Mm-hmm. Hate that feeling. I have to have another book ready to go. 
do you read every day? Uh, it, it depends. I like I normally have a lot of things taken up for time, but if I do have time after like some weekend, I'm just tired. I'll probably like pick up a book to try and read it to relax. I've been reading a little bit less, but I probably should start reading more. But I I feel like an avid reader. Like mainly for me, it's been historical and or like educational books. Okay, Lucas. Yeah, when I was reading the Harry Potter series, like you said, when the book was finishing up, you'd be so sad, but. Since it's such a long series, I was so happy to get to the other book. Right, right. And it just made it even worse when I finished the last one. Oh, it, that, it is. It's almost like saying goodbye. And you don't want that to happen when it's a really good book. I would say on a, a regular basis, if I don't read every day, there's something wrong. It's a, it's a stress reliever for me. It's a form of almost meditation. So yeah, having that time to just escape into whatever book it is that you're reading, I think that's really important. And for people who can do that, what's better? That is true. Now let's move on. This involves you being a speech coach. Me and Lucas were in speech, and she helped us out along with running most of the operations that we did in speech. And so the question goes, as a speech coach, how do you know when you've read something that would translate into a great selection for speech? You know, on speech team, we have different events, different kinds of things that we're looking for. So the different material makes somewhat of a difference. When you're looking for like a duet, obviously that's, that's one thing. If you're looking for a prose or poetry, you're looking for material that, that you can visualize, that it's not just a matter of it's the printed word, but that as the person is saying it, you actually can see the picture and you can visualize what it is that's happening. I think that makes a real good prose and poetry. Some of the other events that we have is basically you're going to be reciting words that somebody else has written. And once again, if it's something that is passion, there's some passion there, there's a feeling of, I want to hear about this. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what you can share with me. It's really like any good writing, to be totally honest. It's something that you, if you can feel and see what the person's writing, then that's going to make a good uh, material for speech team. I see. Let me just add something in. I was a part of speech team, and I did impromptu, which basically we get a certain amount of time to create a speech based on information that we know. And I feel like reading good books, rather it be historical or fiction, basically give us a huge advantage when doing speech. I think you're absolutely right, Khalil. There's no question about that. Somebody who's well-read, somebody who has uh, learned about other, whether it's other people, other cultures, other time periods, that's going to give you such a strong basis, not only in speech team, but I think in life. I, I really believe that. Sometimes I think we all get so trapped in our own world and what you know what's going on around our world. We forget everything else that's going on out there that's happened in the past that may happen in the future. So the more information you have and the more you can see beyond just your own four walls is going to make you that much stronger. I mean, knowledge and power, that quote still goes on today. Absolutely. I mean, the pen is mightier than the sword. That is true. All right, uh, Ms. Pillen, what suggestions do you have for anyone thinking of joining the speech team next year? Do it. For heaven's sakes. <laughs> I say this every year when we host our tournament. The ability to communicate 
is one of the greatest strengths a person can have. And speech team does nothing but help you in whatever form of communication it is that you're working on. But that ability to use the written and oral word to persuade, to motivate, to inform, to entertain, to just share information, I think makes you that much stronger of a person. And the other part about speech team is you also become a better listener. It's not just about the speaking, it's actually about listening, not only to your own performance, but to everybody else in the room, being a good audience member. Just think what our world would be if we all learned to listen a little better. That is true. I get speech. It also adds a lot of other values, I think. You know, you know things like discipline, having scheduling, creativity, productivity, and a lot of varieties of ideas from scripting, from acting, from taking the time to practice, from working with other people, to take criticism. All of these skills are skills that will absolutely be beneficial in the future. And so for anyone considering speech, I highly advise you take speech to learn these skills, especially if you're someone like like me who was incredibly socially awkward. But through speech, I was able to, you know, gain a bit more footing when I tried to socialize. Excellent. Khalil, you couldn't have put it better. I completely agree with everything you said. And for those people who who don't see themselves in any way, shape, or form, as a, a communicator, as a public speaker, those are the people I think we can help the very, very most. Those are the people who grow the most. Putting yourself out there, getting out of your comfort zone, trying something you never thought you'd try before. I think that just, uh, once again, learning to take healthy risks, learning to try something, the time management, learning to meet new people, as well as not just people from RTHS, but people from other schools. I think we learn so much when we hear how things are done in other places, and this is one of those venues that you can do that. And once again, for anybody listening that is still on the edge of joining speech, please join. It is so much fun. And doing something with a bunch of people who are so friendly and helpful in anything, please join. And you get around. I've been to like five separate cities doing speech. You get around, you meet people, you... You, you build skills, you learn. I mean, why wouldn't you want to learn, do speech? Exactly. I, I, think, I think it's valuable, but I also think it's really, it is. It's enjoyable, and you're with a group of people who are all going to be, well, for the most part, are all going to be helpful and want you to do a good job and want to help. The only cost is your Saturdays. <laughs> exactly. Do you prefer to read a physical copy of a book, reading an internet copy, or listening to an audiobook? Is there really a question here? A physical book. In fact, a hardback book is my absolute favorite. If I have to read a paperback, yeah, okay, I will. But I would I love I love turning the pages. I love feeling a book. I love knowing where I'm at in the book. Um, you know, when you read it in your Kindle, you're not hundred percent sure how much of the book is left. But when you've got a, a physical book that you can hang on to, you can see where the development is. Oh, no, there's no question in my mind. 1,000% paper hardback book. Yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. Audiobooks are, they do have a lot of good qualities, like having extra sounds and like getting you more immersed. But I feel like just a physical book is just so good, like with 
your idea of you know where different like plot points are. It's just perfect. Yep, absolutely. Um, and you're right. An audiobook, you when they're when in the car or whatever, when you're just sitting around. But let's put it this way: I go to Florida every summer. I have a, a group of friends. We go to Florida. The majority of our time is spent reading. When I bring my books to Florida, I bring hardback books. Yes, I put them in my suitcase and bring books that way. Because is there anything better than either sitting on your deck in the sun or even better by a pool reading a book? Oh, that sounds, that sounds so nice. I think that's heaven for it's me so right there. <laughs> meditative and mm-hmm. just relaxing. Absolutely. Uh, Miss Pillen, what book do you recommend to the listeners? My number one book I would recommend is The Sunshine Girls, which was written by Molly Fader. Why this is important? Molly is an RTHS graduate. She graduated in 1990-something. She is a full-time author. She lives with her family in Toronto, Canada. The book, I've read the book, obviously. Um, She has several books, but this book... She used her mom's life kind of as the prototype to to get her started. Within the book, she has several uh, Rochelle landmarks. There are names of people from Rochelle within the book. She talks about different places in Rochelle, which is so fun as you're going through. It's a great book. It's fun, great characters. But like I said, the tribute to Rochelle, to Rochelle people, Sunshine Girls by Molly Fader. That, that is so nice. nice. I am looking that up later. <laughs> We're going to make sure. All right, uh, let's finish this off. Now, our last and final question. What makes a book a book? Okay, I'm not quite sure I understand this question. Um, you know, basically, I would say definitively what makes a book a book is something that has been published, that has been analyzed, that has either information or entertainment quality. What makes a book a book I would like to read? That's a different question. And I, I love... Okay, do you guys go to the library? Hey, this one out. This one you do the RTHS library? Fantastic. I'll go to the Flag Rochelle library. Walking through, the question is, why do you pick out the book you pick out? It just interests you. Like, it's, It just looks good. It's like... Light shining on it. It's just perfect. It has a, I guess it has like an aura around yeah. it. Okay. Okay. And it's I do. to you. I think that's how it's presented, how it's put together. You're right. How it's packaged to a certain extent. That makes a difference. How exciting it sounds, you know, on the, on the cover as to what you're going to be reading. For me, a book is a way to escape. It's a way to relax. It's, I would say it's my greatest hobby. But I don't even consider it a hobby. I really don't. I consider it part of my life. Lifestyle. It is. It is. And I can't imagine people, I know a lot of people anymore, don't read as much as they used to. You know, they're on their phones. They're able to access a lot of information, games, etc. Give me a book. (laughs) Give me a book anytime. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Miss Pillen. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed this. This has been fun. And especially, thank you, Jack, for writing really good questions. Oh, no problem. All right. Thank you, Jack. Very nicely done. Yes.
Upstreet is a podcast of the Rochelle Township High School Library Media Center. The podcast is possible through grants from the Reaching Across Illinois Library System and the Maggie and Amos Foundation, as well as Rochelle Township High School support.